Welcome to the Black and Green Podcast. It's your go-to place to find the latest high-quality, all-natural products created by Black artisans. Hosted by yours truly, Dr. Kristen H., the founder of Black and Green, we'll discuss all things health, wellness, self-care, and of course, self-love. This podcast features a refreshing lineup of guests, from entrepreneurs and artisans to holistic lifestylists and clean beauty experts, and a plethora of other innovators within the wellness industry. Join me as we learn from the best of the best. Hi, thank you for joining Black and Green and thank you for joining the Black and Green podcast and the Black and Green videos that we're going to release on YouTube. I'm really excited about that. If you can start off by telling me what is your background story? How did you get into making your products? Okay, well, hello. I'm Rachel, the owner of Golden Flourish. And I started because I was on my own self-care journey post-undergrad school. I was feeling lost, depressed, and like, okay, where do I turn? What's my purpose? Um, And then I, I worked with someone and I figured it out. And then I was just like, okay, I've worked in an apprenticeship doing um, herbalism and working in an herb shop. So I was just like, okay, I love that. And I want to help people. What's something that I can do? I uncovered, again, my purpose, and it's to nurture the life of the next generation. And I wanted to tie that in with all that I had discovered. And I was like, okay. I also noticed the women in my family were always, you know, doing for others, forgetting their own self-care, which is what led me initially to my own self-care because I was doing the same thing. And I was just like, okay, what's something that they've always done and that kind of ties in to what I had learned? And it was tea drinking. I could always find my mom drinking tea in the morning or at night. And my grandmother was always like giving me different concoctions of herbs. And my grandfather, I always like remember him growing up with these little tiny vials of ginseng. I was just always like, what is this? Um, But again, that background of being in the herbs, having that connection and wanting to share that art of self-care through tea with other people is what led me to Golden Flourish. That's awesome. Can you talk a little bit about the background of teas and why it can be so beneficial and why you think it was a part of your mother's morning practice to always drink a cup of tea? Well, for my mom, she always drank Lipton, which I mean, not so beneficial, but there are some benefits um, to that kind of tea. Um, maybe not the best because it's not the healthiest, but um, there are numerous benefits that plants can give us um, like One thing that I I remember growing up is always seeing ginger around. It can help with your digestive system. It can help with inflammation. Um, So a lot of herbs have had um, different, we call it actions, but different ways that it can support you in your self-care or in your health that have been passed down from generation to generation to generation. And maybe we do them, um, you know, by just like, oh yeah, grandma, mama, mother, my mother, my grandfather, somebody used to say, drink this, let me drink it because I'm feeling this way. Um, But I mean, there's a plethora of ways that each herb or each plant can support us in different ways. So, I mean, it's hard to just like go through all of them. But again, like I said, ginger 
or another one that I remember was peppermint as well for digestive issues. Those are the two main ones that I remember. Um, I did visit Jamaica once and I got a stomach virus from eating some chicken um, back then. And someone was like, drink busy tea is what we call it, which is a cola nut, I believe it is. Um, and I felt, you know, so much better. Like, I was just like, oh, I'm good. I can eat food now. Um, so again, there's so many herbs, so many ways that it can benefit our bodies. Um, and yeah, that's what I want people to reconnect to. That's awesome. And that your background in herbalism probably helps you in your tea creating process. So how have you tied those two things in together, understanding the value of the herbs and really making sure they're in your teas and trying to portray that message to the customers who are drinking your teas? Okay. So each blend that I create at Golden Flourish, I think about something that, you know, can support me and those around me or others, you know, that want to drink tea as mm. self-care. And I, the first blend that I thought of was Nourish. It's called Nourish. It's an immune support blend. So I looked into different herbs that I know are supportive to the immune system um, that would work together and also taste good. I feel like a lot of tea blends are just like, not very tasty. They're very green and earthy, of course, because they're plants. But um, I try to make it um, a synergistic blend that, again, will taste good. So mm -hmm. I have like echinacea, which is really, really good for the immune system, astragalus, um, nettle, which is like an all-around herb that gives you a lots of um, vitamins and minerals and is also good for supporting your allergies um, mm. during allergy system season. Um, so again, thinking of different herbs and how they might blend together and what they can do, you know, for whatever I'm trying to support myself or others with. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then you mentioned how your mother used Lipton and how, you know, Lipton has its ups and downs, but how, I, I'm curious how people are used to um, interacting with tea at a more commercial basis, don't truly understand teas that are formally formulated for them. Have you that been a difficulty in you trying to explain the value of the teas that you are formulating is different than what you might get out of a box in the store? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, but... If someone is just like, okay, well, I want a tea blend, I'm always open to suggesting different brands that I know of that are more clean um, and provide you the benefits that maybe my teas can could as well. Or again, I suggest like, hey, you know, you can research the herbs or I try to give them as much information I can about my tea blends and say like, hey, you can also put it in like a disposable tea bag. So offering that solution to meet them in the middle, um, because again, everyone's on a different journey and I feel like meeting them where they are is most important. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's beautiful that I feel like healing in a process is a journey. Health is a is a journey. It's never like you have the answer. It's never like you are there. You're always on a journey to try to improve um, as you learn new things. Exactly. My other question would be about sweeteners. Um, how do you feel about sweeteners in teas? Is that pull away from it? If you need it, can you use it? What's the best sweetener? Kind of what is your thoughts around sweeteners? 
Um, well, of course, the best recommendation is not to use it if you can. But again, it is very earthy. Some Again, people want to transition to it, but they're not sure how. So I also do use sweeteners sometimes. Like if I'm making a sweet tea kind of out of one of my blends, I use sweeteners. Or if I'm just like, okay, I need some sugar. Um, what can I use? So you can use different alternatives like maple, shir- maple syrup um, is a really good one. Um, there's also agave or something like brown sugar, which is a little bit different than, you know, our traditional white sugar and is a little bit healthier. Um, but again, it's like the entry point. If you're just like, okay, I'm used to white table sugar. What can I do? I need some sweetener. You can kind of get your way to not using it or just using something as simple as maple syrup or lessening it. So again, meeting people where they are and saying like, okay, where are you? What feels comfortable? This is what you can try and see how it works for you. Yes, yes. I know sometimes I use honey. Um, is that that oh, yeah. can also help? That's a little sweetener. Sometimes yeah. I add if I if I need some sweeteners. My personal problem is that I love sweets. So as I'm trying to be on my health journey, um, cutting out sugar was always my hardest thing. Like I want a chocolate chip cookie, oh, or yeah. I want pound cake, or I want sweet things. And so trying to drive down my sweet urge is really really hard for me. <laughs> Well, I mean, I feel like it's important to still honor those, right? But like like everyone kind of says, in moderation. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. a little bit won't kill you. It's just like, all right, if you give it to your body, then it won't be like, right, I want it, I want it. And you're like denying it. That's why I'm always like, yeah, meet yourself where you need to. Of course, just don't overdo it. Exactly, exactly. So then I try to discover healthier sweets. And so exactly. like using dates, like it was a which is healthier than me eating a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to meet myself in the middle. And they have date sugar as well. I've never tried date sugar, but they do have oh, it. Oh, really? Well. Yeah. I didn't know that existed. Yes. So it can okay. be you can try. Yeah, that's awesome. So kind of what's your big vision for your brand? Like, where do you want to see it go? Do you want to reach people on a smaller scale? Do you want to get to a larger scale? Kind of what is your vision? So when you say that, I am always like, I'm more of a one-to-one person. So I'm just like, if I can meet people individually where they are um, through me as a vessel, that would be great. Yes, I want more people to um, understand self-care through tea or even have an introduction to my herbal blends. But I don't think I see myself in like a Whole Foods or like a bigger box store. I feel like I want it to be a small brand that feels homey um again it's something very near and dear to my heart um and I want people to feel that almost that embrace that I offer um and that that my herbal blends offer as well got you got you and are you in the process of making new blends kind of what's new and coming up for you um it's funny because I'm actually going to um remove some of the blends that I have and make them available to certain retailers like I don't know when you're going to release this, but um, some retailers will have access to some of the the, bre- uh, the blends that I will be discontinuing on my website. Um, but I'm going to be doing that and maybe just like seeing how the bestsellers work with people and then think about introducing some body products. But that's still in the works and a thought um, that I'm working on. Yeah, that's awesome. Now we will pause for a moment of meditation with Dr. Crystal Jones. Wherever you are right now, just take a moment to experience your awareness. 
Notice what you see, notice what you hear, notice what you feel. What do you taste? Notice your being for what it is right now. Take a deep breath in. And as you exhale, let it all the way out. And as you're exhaling, think about that oxygen moving to your heart. Get rid of those toxins that happen from residual volume when we don't completely breathe in and out. As you breathe in and you exhale fully, you're letting go of what's no longer serving you so that the oxygen that comes to your heart allows you to give and receive love with boundaries, but no longer the walls that the toxicity creates. Continue in this breath. Continue in this being. And as you're in this being, start to become the love that you seek in this world. Start to become the forgiveness that you seek in this world. Become the acceptance that you seek in this world and watch the universe mirror that back to you. I just wanted you to know that I am here always for you, with you. Listen closely. The truth is within my voice. Come back to me as often as you like. I'll be here. Sincerely, your breath. All right, thank you for waiting while we did the meditation. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Now we're back on our conversation with Rachel from uh, Golden Flourish. Yes, yes. It was really relaxing. <laughs> so uh, the next question I have for you is kind of when you're thinking about body products, kind of what is making you think about getting that space you feel like something is missing kind of what is the gap that you want to fill so I want people to be able to access self-care in almost like a one-stop shop Mm. something that they can give themselves like a mini spa day so it would include like a tea a body product not not like a whole slew of body products but just maybe like one item that can be an all-purpose item Mm. Um, and again can add to that like they're like, okay, I'm going to, even if it's not a day, because I mean, if you're a busy entrepreneur, you're busy in the career world or you're a mom, it's just like, okay, I maybe have an hour <laughs> or 30 mm-hmm. minutes. What can I get in within that space of time? So again, offering um, a product or products that can give you that small moment of like a spa day for yourself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I love that. What does self-care look like for you? For me, it it varies from day to day. Um, Like I kind of shared with you in the beginning, I am a mom and a wife. So it's just like when I can fit it in, when the baby's napping for now, or, you know, again, if it's just like taking a deep breath, you know, Mm -hmm. in that moment and even teaching my daughter that because it's so important for her to learn that even though she's one and a half or almost one and a half, you know, so it can vary. Sometimes it's including her in self-care. Sometimes it's Hey, can someone watch her for five minutes? Let me just get, you know, a moment of quiet to relax, Mm -hmm. to breathe, to have that moment of meditation. Um, So it varies from day to day. 
Yeah, some yeah. days it's a, it's a bath, um, but yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, some days it's taking a shower. Um, some days it's breathing. I was literally in a therapy session um, with my therapist yesterday, and I was explaining something to him, and I was getting kind of worked up. And he said, Kristen, stop and take a breath. And exactly. I just stopped and take a breath. He said, he said, take another one. I said, I stopped and took a breath. He said, okay, now let's continue to talk about how you feel. I think we don't understand the power of intentionally breathing mm-hmm. and how it can be so wonderful at helping us calm our nerves down. Exactly. Exactly. Like my favorite is deep cleansing breaths when I'm mm-hmm. just, I'm just like overwhelmed. It's just like, let me just get this out. Um, so yeah, I, I totally understand. And, and it's a great way to like refresh if you don't have a lot of time. Exactly. 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 Trying to manage um, business and mothering and wifing all yes. this time is been a new challenge and I'm finding. And I find my self-care practices changing. Exactly. My self-care practices looked a lot different when I was single and no children and all by myself, my self-care looked way different than it looks now. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. hundred percent, I'm sure. Yes, yes. So I, I love to always think about ways to improve on my self-care um, as I'm trying to discover new self-care things. Um, back when I was alone and just me and no children, I would go to the gym a couple of times at the week. That sweating and that kind of time alone that felt good I don't have the time to do that anymore so I have to try to think about okay what are other ways I can get that same kind of uh effect without having to go to the gym exactly exactly Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and that's where I'm just like people can do tea or if your thing is coffee I'm not a coffee lover but if your thing is coffee you can you know intentionally like you said intentionally drinking your cup of coffee or your cup of tea or even if it's a glass of water like taking that time to just sit and be in that moment and take in whatever it is you're doing, um, you know, that, that drink of water, that tea, if you're eating, making it time where you're just like having no phones. Cause I know we're, we're in this world. We're like, okay, let's sit at the table. Let's get work done. Let's do this from our phones. Um, let's scroll on the internet. But again, just even if it's five minutes where you're not having your phone and you're just like, Oh, and, and understanding the messages that your food is trying to send, um, you know, and, and, and taking it in and what it has to give you is, is so important too. And it's pretty simple. Oh gosh, that's interesting. I don't think I've ever heard someone say, understand the messages your food is trying to send you. Mm-hmm. How can people be a conscientious eater in that way and trying to receive from their food? So what I've learned is just, you can just sit and like, it depends on who prepared it or if you prepared it again, doing it with love, trying to be intentional about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of receiving that love back from it, um, thinking about how it was sourced potentially, you know, who the person that actually had to pick whatever it is, you know, let's say you were eating some kale or whatever vegetable, or even if you're eating chicken, if that's your thing, you know, what the process was like for that chicken and kind of, you know, hoping it, hoping that it's humane as possible, um, and taking in that, or even noticing, you know, if it probably wasn't humane, what, it feels like for your body um, and just listening. Cause I feel like there's so many things that our food can tell us or we can connect to our food um, mm. with. Um, so I think just taking that time to be intentional, quiet yourself mm. down um, as much as you can. Cause again, if you have kids, 
kids, if you have animals, if you have neighbors, it might not be as easy. But again, just trying your best at taking in whatever messages um, the food has, whether through you chewing or the smells, again, Mm. receiving what it has to say. The smell could remind you of like something in your childhood that was like a good moment, just receiving that. So, yeah. Mm, mm. I noticed that you said chicken, if that's your thing. What is your eating style and why do you decide to eat that way? Okay, so right at this moment, I am pescatarian. I feel like I've been through like various eating styles. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been the raw vegan for a while. I've been vegan. I've been a pescatarian. I've been a meat eater. I've been like a red meat eater. Um, And now I'm back at pescatarian. I was eating chicken for a while. And I don't know. I just wanted to see the effects and how my body was taking in this, this meat and what, um, changes I could notice in myself. If I went back to being a pescatarian and I don't eat dairy at all. Um, and also to having a daughter, just wanting to offer her as nutritious foods that I can, mm-hmm. um, that are going to make her body feel good. Cause I know what it's like when I don't eat things that don't mm-hmm. feel good for my body. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like I said, I'm flexible because I don't want to deny myself if I'm like, okay, I want a piece of meat right now. You know, I'll eat a piece of chicken, obviously in moderation, but I don't want to overdo it. Um, yeah. So again, it's, it's, I'm, I feel like I'm overall flexible. Um, my husband has had some health changes where he wanted to, you know, eat more fish instead of like meat, um, chicken specifically. So just like, all right, let's just all do it as a family. Um, and I can see how it feels for my body and what I need. Um, but again, just kind of mostly being flexible. Yeah. I I love the flexibility, being willing to accept flexibility and understand that life doesn't have rules. As much as you can try to do something, you can be thrown off track or as much as you try to focus on something, something comes messes you up. And I think it's really important for us to not beat ourselves up when we violate a rule we set up for ourselves. So I think flexibility is great. Currently at the moment, I'm also pescetarian. And um, the big reason I think I went down that path is I've been toying with being vegan, but the big reason why I went down the path of pescetarian is what you're saying about what your food is saying to you. Mm -hmm. I think when I was eating more meat, it felt wrong in a way. And so I kind of felt like, I I kind of felt like there was some negativity I was ingesting. And so I said, I wanted to stop that practice, that practice, that practice. And so I, um, I, I stopped eating chicken and red beef and stuff like that. And so I, I, I think I made the change because I, what my food was saying to me, although I never would have used those words. I think you just taught me those words. I'm glad that 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 message was sent and shared and you you resonate with it. Yeah. 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 Cause it's true. Like even for me, like I love bread. I love bread. I love bread. Um, but every time I eat it, my body's like, Nope, sorry, you can't have Mm -hmm. this. Like I can feel the mental fog and like headaches Mm. and things like that. So like, those are the, some of the messages that it has shared with me or like, even sometimes with my cycle, I'm just like, Oh, this doesn't feel good. Like mm-hmm. after eating some bread or like, I feel angry and things like that. So I'm just like, this is not for me. Um, I need to find alternative methods as well. Got it. Got it. Have you tried to make bread yourself? Um, I have, 
and it was a long time ago. It was just like from a package, not really uh-huh. like from scratch. Um, and it was good, but it wasn't like the best. So, okay. you know, I've, I'm, I've been like playing around with gluten-free um, breads and seeing how they taste and um, if they give me that same texture or just trying to eliminate it. Or like I know in, in my Jamaican culture, we have something called breadfruit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fruit that is, I don't even know how to describe it. It, it tastes, the texture is like bread. It almost looks like a pineapple when you cut it. If I can give like a visualization, um, or you can just Google it. Someone who is listening can also Google it and you'll see it. It'd be a better if you like pictures, but, um, I try to use that some of the times when I have access to it. Um, so that has been kind of helpful. Um, or just again, trying to like take my mind off of it. Cause my husband still eats it. I'm just like, don't eat it. Don't eat it. Um, <laughs> and like, again, teaching myself how to have that balance. If I'm really like, I really want that hard old bread. I might take a slice and then my body will feel like terrible and send me a message like, bro, why did you go and eat that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm like, all right, I won't eat it. So again, that flexibility, listening to the messages and receiving them and taking your time to transition. So. Yes. That reminds me of one of my really good friends I'm growing up is actually lactose intolerant. And for a while she tried to take a lactate so she can still take dairy in and maybe about a year or two ago, she said, I'm going to stop. If my body does not like when I eat dairy, I'm going to stop trying to take a medicine to force it down. Mm-hmm. I just want to eat dairy. And I thought that was an interesting perspective for Instead of trying to manipulate your body to do what you want to do, listening to your body and doing what it needs. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like that's like the important teacher is our body. It's like if we really listen to it or like tune into what Yes. feeling will know like what we should I don't, I don't want to say should what we can do to um feel better and yeah. um understand the journey that we're on yeah your body and your emotions and your thoughts and your feelings are outside of your control exactly. I just think that oftentimes we don't know how to listen to them we don't know how to listen to what my body needs we don't know how to take rest when your body's telling you you need to rest. And so um, I just think we have to get a practice of better listening to our bodies um, and understanding the messaging that is sending us. So, so true. Yep, 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 yep. A hundred percent. Yeah, I think if we listen and understand, it'll definitely give us what we need. So much so. So I definitely want to thank you for being on Black and Green. Do you have anything else you want to share with us? Um, I am so grateful to be here. Thank you again, Christian. Um, and I look forward to seeing you all around. And if you want to check me out, um, you can do so on the black and green platform. You guys have my tea or they have my tea there. Um, and yeah. Yay. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys for listening to the black and green podcast. Um, as always, we're about trying to Um, make sure or help or empower black women entrepreneurs to grow and thrive and being thank you so much for being a part of this journey thank you thank you for tuning into the black and green podcast did you have more questions for our special guest please leave your questions in the comment section also check us out at blkgrn.com please subscribe and comment we love hearing from you until next time buy black and live green